You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. We are one week away from the 2023 Constellation. This time next week, we'll be talking about all the features that are planned for Redcliffe to kick off the Constellations for the current year and what a carnival we've got coming up. Feature nights at Redcliffe and at Albion Park. Albion Park taking centre stage on July 1, 8, 15, 22. And don't forget about that feature day coming through at Marburg as well. It's a Sunday meeting. It's going to be planned for July 9, and they're going to have a big program as well. So there's a lot to look forward to, but this time next week, we're at Redcliffe for the patrons' purse. That is going to be a crackerjack race. There's no doubt about it. That three-year-old final is going to be very interesting as well. Following the heats on Friday night, Tardelli went under first up in basically 12 months. Kenny rebound in the final for real life was a runner-up behind Tardelli last year in the two-year-old Group 1 feature. Can he exact revenge? Well, we'll get that answer next week. A number of other features, including the Rickliffe Trotters Cup. And then that all points towards Saturday, June 24. That's Rickliffe Gold Cup night. We've got the Trotters uh, uh, trotting feature. Uh, we've got the Oaks, the Derby, the uh, big two-year-old final as well. So some great racing coming up at Rickliffe to start the carnival. Let's talk about all of the markets. We've got great racing this weekend right around the country. Joining us from Tab now, as he does each and every Friday, Jared Daffy, good morning. Morning, Chris. There's a lot to look forward to over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, certainly is. Um, as you say, it sort of gets underway in full swing next week, but each and every week there's something that's going to be of huge interest, not only to obviously Queensland participants, but the, the public in general, but more importantly, Australia-wide and maybe even worldwide. Mm, absolutely. Did you catch Leap to Fame last week, winning at Albion Park? I did. Yeah, goes okay. He's some horse, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he goes okay. The, the strange thing about it, Chris, was that uh, we haven't changed the price to win the Rising Sun. I know when we spoke last Saturday, uh, Friday, he was two dollars fifty to win that. Uh, he's still two dollars fifty, um, and I think he's still the same price to win the Blacks of Fate. Which uh, I'll just double check what it is now. Blacks of Fate, July twenty-two, uh, four dollars. So. That's what he was last week, I think. So, yeah, no change to those markets. Yeah, well, it's going to be very interesting to see if he goes to Redcliffe next week for a shot of that patron's purse. So, uh, promises to be a great night, and if he's there, it will only add to the night. But let's focus on the weekend. Let's go straight across to Perth tonight, Gloucester Park. Another feature card of racing there. Magnificent Storm steps out, going around in race seven. It's a field of four. He's at unbackable odds. It's a 10.22 local time. We know he's headed east and he's headed for Brisbane, so he's got particular interest tonight. But race five is the Pure Steel, named after a legendary horse. And we've got a short price favourite here in the shape of one Soho Dow Jones. Matty Young joined us yesterday. He labelled this horse as the best bet for the weekend. He's at 165. Goodfellas at 3.20. And Cheer the Major is the only other runner in single figures here, Jared. $8. Is it one-way traffic? Interesting little race, this one. Now, it's been up for a couple of days. Uh, Cheer the Major, up until around about 7 o'clock this morning, was the only one that had firmed in the market $12 into $8. But as the morning has progressed, uh, Soho Dow Jones, 
was 180, 175, and now 165. So race day, uh, that's a fairly decent move uh, in you know in what is a pretty hot field in a big race. So yeah, good move today. Soho Dow Jones, race five, number one. Okay, good push there. Race four tonight from Gloucester Park. Interesting race because there's some really talented horses here. Uh, Finvara is the current favourite with Tad 220. Himself, the Golden Nugget winner, he's fresh up 460. Uh, Prince of Pleasure three dollars and five dollars about Beat City, and then we're going out to longer odds. The Mustang nineteen dollars. So, can you give us a lead here? I certainly can. This favourite Finvara did open a dollar ninety. It's now out to two twenty. The third pick in the market himself three seventy out to four sixty. The first one to move was Prince of Pleasure. Uh, the now second favourite three thirty into three dollars. It's been that way for thirty six hours. But the one here, Beat City. Now, 13 into 7, um, I, I like to keep an eye on those ones because normally they get back out, you know, with that initial flurry of activity. They're 13 into 7 and quite often on race day they get back out. This has gone the other way. It's now into $5. So basically, well, it's, it's sort of a third of what it was uh, to open Beat City. So really good move there. Race 4, number 1, Beat City, 13 into 5. Okay, so money for the pole marker there. That's race four from Gloucester Park tonight. Albion Park tomorrow night. The McCarthy's rolled into town tonight. Jerry, they've got runners starting uh, later tonight at Albion Park, but they've got some of their big guns stepping out tomorrow night, including Expensive Ego. He tackles a stand start, so obviously they're eyeing off the Redcliffe Cup with him. Can't find a better man steps out in the open race four. And this is a good little field, this. Port Oil Prince at $10. Can't find a better man. $1.50, Lord Zarias, 26 Uptown Beach Girl, 15 Kingmaker, 650 Scarlet Babe, 31 Blanks Dance, the track record holder, at 440 So a clear favourite here, can't find a better man. Interestingly, Jared, he's the last horse to beat Leap to Fame. Is that right? That's a nice mm. uh, stat to have on your CV, isn't it? Look... Again, an interesting race in so much as, Chris, the ones in the market haven't really changed a terrible lot. That favourite can't find a better man's been 140 out to 150. Kingmaker 5 out to 650. The one uh, that's attracted a sprinkling of interest, and he always does, Blacks a Dance, has been 450 into 440. Uh, the pole marker here, uh, Porter Prince, 13 into 10. So, uh, and again, that happened as soon as the markets went up. On Wednesday afternoon, it, it's remained at $10 since. So I guess what that says is the prices are pretty right now from our perspective and also the punters' perspective, $1.50. It's going to be clear favourite tomorrow night. I'm not sure which way it'll go, but, you know, sprinkling of interest in Black Sedan's currently at 440 and Port-au-Prince at $10. OK, several of these horses will be eyeing off next week's patrons purse, including Can't Find a Better Man, Uptown Beach Girl, Port-au-Prince. So... It has significant bearing for next week, uh, tomorrow night's free-for-all. Race two, mark it up. Alta Revelry at $1.90, drawn the ace for Pete McMullen. Uh, we've got Send It, first up for Shane Graham, three seventy. Five dollars Muscle Bart, part of the McCarthy team, and seven fifty Miss Mucho. Any sort of early lead here, race two? Yeah, really good push for this favourite Alta Revelry off off the pole here. Two fifty opening, $2.00. It was $1.95 an hour and a half ago. That's gone as well. It's now into $1.90. Whilst that's been going on, uh, the second pick in the market, send it two seventy all the way out to $3.70 now. So pretty much all one-way traffic for that favourite Alta Revel Revelry. 
Okay, he's another one that could be uh, headed to the patron's purse, but I'm hearing there's some interest from North America, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, let's go down to Menangle tomorrow night. The free-for-all is race number six. Favourite here, Majestic Cruiser, getting set for the Brisbane Can uh, Carnival campaign. He's at two ninety, three dollars $3.00 his stable to make Major Meister. Uh, we're going to $7.00 Alter Orlando, $8.00 about Narano, and then we're looking at double figures. Majestic Cruiser, two ninety, defending champ of the Blanks of Fate. Any sort of market move here? It must be too hard for the punters here. These favourites, uh, Majestic Cruiser of both east, a little bit, nothing major, but a little bit, 280 out to 290. And uh, Major Meister, which was the 280 equal opening favourite, it's out to $3. Alter Orlando, um, well, would you call him an old boy, the veteran? Yeah. Eight into seven. And Narano, uh, from that nice draw there, Barrier 3, has been 15 into eight. So I guess in summing up, it's been the clear mover there, Narano, um, eight, uh, 15 into eight. The two faves just getting out a little bit at the moment, Magic, Major Meister and Majestic Cruiser. Okay, Melton tomorrow night, Italian Cup race night. That was a race popular run, made his comeback in after breaking his leg, wasn't it? It, yeah, it was, it was. Yeah. Uh, Good field, uh, early scratching supreme dominator. Like a wildfire, drawn the outside of the second row, current favourite, 220. Uh, we've got 4.40 about just a little sip. He could be headed to Brisbane. 480 Torrid Saint. Uh, and then we're going out to... Uh, double figures, $12 Max Delight, Perfect Stride, Hooli Nienz. They're all at 12 So like a wildfire, 220 are they getting around him? Yes. Now, it's worth pointing out here that Supreme Dominator came out. Now, it had been 850 into 650 so we've got an $0.11 cent deduction to look at here. But like a wildfire, uh, prior to Supreme Dominator coming out, had been 3 into 250 it was 2.30 when that news came through yesterday. It's now into 2.20, so it's clearly the best back. Uh just a little sip has been three out to four forty. It's pretty much friendless. The only other one in the market, and it's got a little bit of support, is Torrid Saint. It was eighteen to five, and now it's into four dollars eighty. But um, in summing up, clearly like a wildfire is the one there. Three dollars into two twenty with that eleven cent deduction. Okay, uh, race for the feature trot race tomorrow night. Queen Alight is going to be at uh, a very short quote here. Mm. Uh, just looking a dollar twenty right now. Uh, yeah, she'll that, feature on a lot of multis I'm tipping tomorrow. She will. That market only opened up uh, an hour or so ago. Uh, we've got the full program open there for tomorrow night. But you're right, in the form that she's in and, and looking at the price, you just know it's all going to be multi-action with her and she'll probably win again, dollar twenty. Yep, she's a, a good trotting mare, no question about it. Now, have you brushed up on your Swede form? Because just believe the Australian trotter steps out tomorrow night. Um not even sure how you pronounce the name of the track that he's competing at, but he's at $10. Has there been any interest or takers at the $10 for Just Believe tomorrow night? Well, little morning? stuff. Um, it's been well promoted, hasn't it, Just Believe? The fact that, well, firstly, he was going to stay, which I guess was always on the cards, uh, but more importantly, that um, it looks like he's derived a lot of benefit from that, from that run there a few weeks ago. So I'm just looking now to see whether... Uh, there's been any interest in anything else in that race. Um, Ostersund. That's where we're racing at. Right it's on at 2.20am on Sunday morning. Uh, Hail Mary. That's an appropriate name for a horse that you might <laughs> want to put your money on. It's the favourite $2.90. Just believe 
Uh, it's, it's not drawn very well. Ten dollars. That would. How many we got ahead of it in the market? One, two, three. There's four ahead of it in the market. So I guess just looking at it from that perspective, Chris has definitely got some hope. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes. Yeah, we'll be tuned in for sure and certain. If we're not watching it live, we'll certainly watch the replay. Uh, you've mentioned there's no real market moves for the uh, upcoming features throughout the carnival: the Rising Sun and the Blacks at Bay. So you're pretty much done for the morning now. Oh, good stuff. I'll go and do something else. Do you want a winner for tonight? First of all, I'll give you our little multi. Yep. So, Gloucester Park, race five, number one, Soho Dow Jones at 165. Albion Park, race two, number one, Alta Revelry, which is currently $1.90. And the final one is Melton. So we are covering a fair bit of Australia with this. Race 5, number 11, Like a Wildfire, which is currently $2.20. But uh, they take second place behind what your special for the day is. Okay, there's two tonight at Albion Park. We've got 11 races, so it's a big card uh, kicking off uh, late this afternoon, 4.45. Race 4, number 2, Borsellino, finds the right race. He's got the right drawer and he's got the right driver in Nathan Dawson. Two-time winner, both of those victories at Albion Park. So sets up nicely for him. Race 4, number 2. And 270 into 220. That's okay, a move. And in the following race, race five, number 10, Alta Magician. He's won five from 10, high-quality three-year-old, big features coming up. I'm sure they're going to have a little bit of a look at some of these features for him. All five victories at Albion Park, and importantly, all five victories at the mile. Stack of speed there off the front row. He's too classy. So they're the two for tonight, Jared. Well, it looks like your fans have already played because Alta Magician has already been 230 into 180 as well. So 4-2, currently at $2, 5-10, currently at 180. I'm on. That's it. Right up. Good man. We will talk next week. Thanks, Chris. There's Jared Daffy. You can check out all of those prices right now by going to the website, tab.com.au, and you'll find them all under the Harness Racing uh, folder there. So there's a lot to look forward to, including that race on... Sunday morning, early hours, Sunday morning, late Saturday night for those that are just making their way home after a big day at the Stradbroke. Uh, let's uh, have a look now at Albion Park and Menangle. Uh, Ryan Spice joins us each and every Friday. He's online now. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you, mate? Really well. Looking forward to the carnival next week. Really looking forward to that patron's purse. In particular, if Leap to Fame heads that way, but I still think it's going to be an awesome race. Without doubt, the best edition of the patron's purse we've seen. Uh, where do we focus for you? Are we going to have a look at Albion Park or at Menangle? Uh, yeah, mate. Happy to give you a bet at both venues, if you can. Yeah, sure. Um, Saturday night, Albion Park. I think race three, number eight, the race might set up nicely for Mo Sislak. Chloe Butler takes the drive for her father, Jack. He's drawn inside back row. I think class of the max might try and hustle up and lead them up in the race. Um, and if that's the case, if he's sitting leaders back, I think he'll get every hope. The horse has a neat record over the trip. 19 starts for five wins and five placings. So if he comes up an each way price, he's one I'll be looking to play. Okay, so that's race three, number eight, Mo Sislak, uh, a horse that's in very good form. Just on Albion Park, we were just uh, talking with Jared Daffy. A, a really strong push for Alta Revelry in race two. Does that shock you in any way? Uh, no, not at all, Chris. He was a very strong last start winner, beating Danger Zone there, and then Danger Zone's come out and franked the form. I suppose one part that I'm not keen to play at the short quote with Alta Revelry 
is that we have seen that the horse generally does go best uh, when taking cover. So I wouldn't be shocked if a few do take a, a big crack at him uh, early doors and maybe try and push on to the front. And if that's the case, if Pete decides to hold up, well, then the pace could be on and the race might open up. Okay. And I'm keen to get your thoughts on the free-for-all tomorrow night, race four. Can't find a better man. He's twos on. You follow Sydney. You follow Brisbane. Black Sedan's track record holder at 440. It is 2,138 metres tomorrow night. And then we're looking at Kingmaker 650. Was that market about what you expected or were there a few surprises? Chris, I'd probably mark them a little bit closer together than the 150 and the $4 plus. If this race was run, say, a month to six weeks ago, I'd be really keen to black, back Black Sedance. I think he could perhaps go up an eyeball and even press onto the front. Um, but we have seen his last two starts. Perhaps he's been just a little bit below his best, which is excellent. And then on the flip side, can't find a better man. Well, he's just gone to a new level this preparation since his big campaign here last year. So, yeah, not a race I'm keen to bet into. I'll be watching with um, eager anticipation for looking forward in the carnival. Yeah, there's a fair bit to play out with that free-for-all tomorrow night, in particular with the patron first, and then obviously with the big open-class races. So we'll watch that race closely. What about at Menangle tomorrow night? What have you found down there? Yeah, Chris, I've got one at a bit of an each-way price that I'm keen to play. Uh, race five in the free-for-all Trotters Mile. Number two, Hot to Trot. Amanda Turnbull takes the drive for Mark Jones. This horse jumped uh, pretty much $4.20 second pick last week in the stand over 2300 now, this Kiwi horse, his stand-start record is just abysmal. He's had nine starts and never run a placing, yet he went round the $4.20 second pick. This week, back to the mile, looks a much suitable setup. He's got the excellent mile record of 14 starts, six wins and six places. And with Tab, the horse is currently $12 the win and three twenty the place. Barrier one, Amanda Turnbull. I think it's a really easy each-way bet to make. Okay, good push there. And he might be bound for Brisbane as well. Mark Jones has highlighted the great squares, a, a possible landing spot for him. Uh, he's engaged Amanda Turnbull. So there's a really good uh, value tip there. $12.320 with tab fixed price right now. That's hot to trot. Race five, number two. Is that the only one for Menangle tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, that's the only one for Menangle. But Chris, uh, continuing the theme, how you've given a push for a few uh, favourites tonight. I think I can join the party there. Race seven, number nine, Aroda, currently a dollar fifty with Tab. He just bobs up in a rating forty-four to forty-eight race. I think class-wise, he just looks too good for his rivals. He's third up here, ready to go. I'd be shocked if he gets beat. Okay, so a good push there. Race seven, number nine, Aroda. I can feel a multi coming on tonight. Race four, number two. Race five, number ten, and now race seven, number nine, Aroda. Hey, uh, really appreciate the time as always, Ryan. We'll see you trackside across the weekend and we'll chat again next week. Excellent, Chris. Cheers, mate. There's Ryan Spice joining us. So uh, his best bets, just repeating, race three, number eight, Moe Sislak. That's for Albion Park tomorrow night. He's keen and it's good odds as well. Hot to trot in Sydney tomorrow night. Menangled, race five, number two, $12.320. Connections are keen to get to Brisbane for a shot at the Great Square, the inaugural edition of that new trotting feature on July 8th and tonight. He's happy to take the shorts about race seven, number nine, Arotas. And we've got winners everywhere, hopefully. They just uh, do their part and get across the line, and we'll be right for the weekend. This man's cashed up, no doubt about it. Joining us from Albion Park, uh, the big social media manager over there, Edgar Patterson. He's online with us now. Edgar, good morning. Cashed up? <laughs> you sure about that, Chris, mate? How are you? Good morning. 
I'm very well. Didn't you tip us a winner last week? Oh, yes. I might have. I might have tipped us one. Well, pressure's on. You've got to continue the winning form. What have you got for tomorrow night? Ten races. Well, it's a cheeky we uh, meeting. Obviously, we're back to the ten races, which is a bit of a maybe a relief for you. Uh, my best bet's going to be coming in race number two, Miss Mucho. She's a mare who's been flying um, as of late, and I think she follows our Ultra Revelry. So he's a pretty good date speed horse, and he's uh, probably going to be running along in front. So if we can get that cosy trip behind the leader, um, I think we may be able to get up that Kaleido sprint lane late. What do you reckon, Chris? Yeah, well, she's certainly in the mix. There's no doubt about her form, and she was well tried and, and duly scored last week. How about seven fifty a dollar sixty with tab fixed price? Does that appeal to you? Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, I'd, I'd probably go more the top three as your anchor multi, uh, but I think she can win. Okay, so a good push there. Good each way value as well. That's race two, number eight, Miss Mucho, a mare in form. And as they say, when mares are in form, you stick with them. Will you have more tips going up on the Albion Park social pages tomorrow? Yeah, mate. So about 10 a.m. on uh, Facebook, Instagram and um, Twitter, if I remember, that I'll be going up there. There's a wee video where I go over the best bits for the weekend. Okay. You, you like to get out and about with the uh, the microphone on a Saturday night. The McCarthy's rolled into town tonight, but in particular tomorrow night, but can't find a better man and expensive ego stepping out. Will you get down there and have a good look at them? <laughs> Yes, I'm looking forward to uh, giving my uh, interview debut with the McCarthy's. Um, I, I'm really interested to see how Rock and Roll Hammer goes tonight because I've got a bit of time for him. Um, I think he's a, either a sibling or a half-brother the King of Swing, um, and he's got barrier one tonight, so I expect him to be very, very hard to beat. He's at a very short price, but yes, definitely looking forward to their big, big boys stepping out on the track on Saturday night. Yeah, well, there's a lot to look forward to. The carnival officially gets underway next week. Before I let you go this morning, Addington, there's 10 races tonight. You've got good Kiwi contacts. Can you steer us into a winner at Addington? Um, I don't mind Helium in the last race. Blair Orange is doing the driving. Um, I think it's in race 10. I have to double-check the facts. I don't have it on me at the moment. But, um, yeah, it was travelling real well last start. And, uh, obviously, the hands of Blair Orange, if it can lead out from barrier two and be in a nice forward position, I think it can get the job done. Okay, race ten, number two, helium. The old combination, Ken Baron Blair Orange, seven fifty. Does that appeal? Yes, nice each way value at least in the last and the get out right. first, as they call it. Exactly. So it's seven fifty, <laughs> two twenty. The place right now, tab fixed price for race ten, number two, helium. Hey Ed, you really appreciate the time as always. We look forward to seeing your tips coming out tomorrow on the social media pages via the club, and we'll see you trackside. Yeah, mate, and just quickly, if you haven't got uh, your tickets for the carnival, head along to the Crips website. Um, there's a winter carnival pass you can sign up for. It'll give you discounts for all of those big nights through the month of July. So it's getting closer and closer, so you want to be uh, getting your tickets sorted as a few areas have been uh, selling. Okay, we'll do that. We'll talk uh, across the weekend. Cheers, mate. See you tonight, Chris. There's Edgar Patterson joining us from the Albion Park Harness Racing Club. So just go online, like he said, get yourselves sorted for those big nights, July 1, 8, 15, 22 at Albion Park. And if you 
having trouble with uh, the computer, just go and find Edgar either tonight or tomorrow night. He's always there at Albion Park, and he'll be happy to point you in the right direction and sort you out for those tickets for those big nights during the month of July. Darren Clayton joins us now to look at all the form for Albion Park tomorrow night, and he's online with us now. Darren, appreciate the time. Yeah, morning, Chris. Now, we spoke on Wednesday about that possible lineup for the patrons' purse uh, next week. Is there any more that you can add to that list that we discussed on Wednesday? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's certainly a big list and growing. Well, I guess one that uh, I di- we didn't perhaps mention and copped a little bit of uh, air, sp- air time this morning, Elder Revelry. He's only a four-year-old, so he's possibly one there that could go into the mix. A strong showing tomorrow night um, would, would certainly put him in the frame, that's for sure. And uh, I guess the other two, Bondi Lockdown, was, was one other, but uh, not sure whether he'd ideally be suited at Redcliffe, but you never know. There's big money on offer. You've got you to take it when it comes along. Mm, I think he's uh, very unlikely to go to Redcliffe next week, Bondi Lockdown. But as you said, uh, stranger things have happened, but uh, I would say very unlikely. Other revelries, one that's interesting. Um, he is in good form. He beat Danger Zone. Danger Zone's won again since, but... I was hearing that there was some interest from North America, so it'll be interesting to see if he's still around for that race next week or the deal's done quickly, so we'll wait and see there. Do you do you expect him to score tomorrow night? I, I'm against him tomorrow night, Chris. I've got, uh, I've got Muscle Bart on top. I think the way Muscle Bart's profiled this campaign just through that, uh, that New South Wales Championship race, um, I think he's, he's a better play tomorrow night, out of reverie. Like Ryan mentioned, I think his best work is done off the speed. And um, if, you know, taking advantage of that gate one, um, you nearly need to lead up. I don't know who they'd want to cro- uh, hand over to. And from that perspective, that probably just puts him, I think, at a little bit of disadvantage and not at his preferred pattern. So I guess we can wait and see. They might take the sit and then he can just uh, wait for the luck and really show that closing spurt that he has because he, he do, really does possess a really good change-up speed. But uh, I think Muscle Bart just might have a little bit more versatility and um, I'm expecting Cobbity equine team, Luke McCarthy, to, to have a big night tomorrow night, as they always tend to do once they, once they arrive in town. Yeah, and normally, you know, going by uh, previous uh, campaigns, when they come up, they strike early, so that's normally a good sign. He's currently five dollars, a dollar sixty-five to play. So are you happy with that muscle bar tomorrow night? Oh yeah, I'm more than happy. I thought, uh, I thought it'd be, you know, pretty close in the market. I didn't even think um, Elder Reverie would get into red figures, but uh, yeah, I'm more than happy with that. And like you say, they they tend to strike early, and uh, if you have a look at them, quite a few of the team that they've bought up. Um, have been freshened with a trial and then and then come into the races and really start to build up again. So oh, I think that's one. We saw Muscle Bart in Queensland last year as well. He ran third behind Leap to Fame in the Queensland Derby. That's not bad form getting back to Albion Park. So um, he didn't quite qualify for the Chariots of Fire, but he contested one of the qualifiers, had a break, come back through those New South Wales championships and... Um, just missed out on the on the um, metropolitan final, but turned around and won the consolation of that quite impressively. I thought so. Yeah, I'm I'm more than happy with that five dollar quote. Okay, good push there for Muscle Bart. Sendent's an interesting runner in that field. Uh, we've seen him here previously. He's a high quality pacer. He's got a terrific record. 
Shane Graham yesterday thought he'd be better suited over the, the longer journeys uh, rather than tomorrow night's trip, which is a mile. But I'll tell you what, it's a big weekend for his co-owner, Jared Croker, who's uh, the co-captain of the Canberra Raiders, plays game number 300 tonight at NRL level, and uh, he shares in the ownership of Sender. So it could be a big weekend for Jared. Yeah, certainly, certainly could be. And um, probably at his best or, or more closer to his best, he'd be... He'd be quite a force in that. Um, just listening and, and sort of trying to read between the lines of what Shane was saying yesterday, I think we'll see a better horse in a couple of weeks' time and, and perhaps over the over the longer trip. He might be the one that Elder Reverie hands up to. I know Shane did mention that, you know, you've got to make use of the draw, but um, send it. He's, he was probably in calculations for um, the initial rising sun a couple of years ago and came up and sort of didn't sort of pan out. That was actually the last time he won a race, and it was at Albion Park in 2021. But um, his trial at Albion Park, I don't think, was too impressive. I thought it was a little bit plain. Um, but certainly gets his opportunity to bounce back. And, um, you know, the, the Jared Croker side of the story would be absolutely superb if he could come through because he's been a wonderful, wonderful player for the Raiders and, and a great person to boot. And... Um, great for harness racing as well. He's got a lot of horses and, and loves his loves his harness racing. Yeah, he's a legend. There's no doubt about it. Jared Kroger will be cheering him on tonight when he runs out for the Canberra Raiders. Let's talk about the free-for-all, which is race number four. Now, I'm keen to get your thoughts here. I was probing with Ryan earlier. Uh, the dollar fifty can't find a better man. And then you look at the odds of Black Sedan's 440. Uh, Port Oil Prince $10 he's a Renshaw Cup winner Uptown Beach Girl I think she's the best mare in Queensland $15 so are they going too hard with can't find a better man or does does he just justify that uh, quote tomorrow night and, and score easily oh, I, I thought I'm with, with what Ryan said I think the market's probably just a little bit too wide at the moment. I thought Black Sedance would be a little bit shorter. Um, I didn't think Can't Find a Better Man would be as deep into the red as that. Um, the, the small field probably is in his favour because if he doesn't lead, like he's got Port Our Prince to his inside, who's a, a gate speed horse and does like to roll along in front. So um, Luke McCarthy doesn't have to sort of throw all his eggs in one basket of finding the front here. He's got that opportunity from gate two. If um, the intention of Robbie Morris is to hold the front, well, he can slot straight in behind him. He'll be first horse in behind the speed there. So he's got that option. Um, unless, you know, they want to lead and Robbie's content to take a trail, well, then he's going to have to lead. And you'd suspect he's going to cop a, a fair case of sting from Black Sedance at some point in the run thereafter, so he'd need to be at his best. Uh, I'm, I'm with Black Sedance. I think uh, he'll be better suited back to mobile conditions. Tackled the stand start last time out. Didn't really go his way. He was scratched from the flashing red last week. I think that was probably more to do with... Um, with where he was drawn and how that race was set up more than actually being any real issue. Um, I, I think back, even though he's got gate seven tonight, you can't see really anything else inside wanting to get across. Uh, and, and that leaves probably Pete the option of, of just sort of ambling his way across and then trying to control it from outside the lead. And I think he'd be more than happy if it's Port Our Prince that leads and he can sit outside him. 
Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating race. And as I said, many of these are, are likely to back up next week in the uh, the patrons' purse. Uh, Port Oil Prince, Can't Find a Better Man, Lords Arise, Uptown Beach Girl. They're all eligible to go there. So it's a very intriguing race, race number four. Here's a question for you, just with the patrons' purse. Um, uncertain or unclear where the leap to fame's going. If he goes there, he's going to run favourite regardless of barrier draw. But if he doesn't go there... And, you know, we went through that list earlier in the week. That's going to be a a bookmaker's nightmare as far as trying to price up that field because it just looks so hard and barrier draw is obviously going to be so dependent on how they frame that market. So it's interesting whether he's there or if he's not there. Yeah, I think... I think the the bookmakers will probably be hoping he is there because it just perhaps sorts it out a little bit easier. They can just roll him somewhere around the the dollar fifty mark, maybe even shorter, depending on where he draw, and then um, work everything else around that. But without him in the field, well, uh, it will be so barrier draw dependent. Not only that, the the Redcliffe twenty two hundred and eighty meter start, a bit like the two thousand and forty meter start. Um, really gives advantage to, to a certain number of horses off the front line there. So, you know, those drawn a little bit wider don't get the opportunity to have an early shot like they would at a, at a 2100 or mile start at Albion Park. So you then factor that in and uh, it then sets up for mid-race moves and, and who wants to, to release, who wants to get in the contest, who wants to hold up. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a real tricky one. Uh, I can't wait to see what field and what nominations come in for that race because it's it's going to be a cracker. Yeah, no doubt about it. Just on that uh, three-year-old race, the Garrard's three-year-old final, we saw the heats on Wednesday night. A big upset in that first heat with Hold On To Your Bling turning over Tardelli, who was first up in, in 12 months, uh, and for real life dominated his heat. At this early stage, uh, which way are you leaning for the final, knowing that you know the barrier draw is yet to be conducted? So what what impressed you most from Wednesday night? Well, I think they were two two vastly different scenarios in that, for real life, that last quarter, that'd be go close to being the fastest last quarter ever recorded at Redcliffe, I think. Um, it's very rare. It used to be rare for them to break 28 their last quarter and, um, you know, the, it'd be getting in low 27s was is really good going still is really good going i can't remember in recent times any horse breaking 27 their last quarter and he just did it with ease for real life so uh he's in a great position i think tardelli will certainly tighten up from the run um i think he, he looked he did look vulnerable a fair way from home, i think which was the concerning part f- from my perspective of of how good we sort of thought he was um well he still is he's Hold on to your bling, it's no slouch. He's been a, a good horse. He contested New South Wales Derby Series. Uh, he's come back to Queensland and won since, and um, he just had the cold sit on him and went straight on by. So I, I don't think we write Tardelli off yet. Um, I'm just probably a little bit concerned on just uh, how far out he looked to be sort of ready to be, to be beaten, which he was by uh, Hold on to your bling, who went straight past him. Does it make the RQ selectors a little reluctant about issuing him an invitation, Tardelli, for the Rising Sun following that first up defeat? I think if you were looking at it as a perspective of invites, um, you know, they're there in the envelope ready to put the stamp on, 
Uh, I, d I don't think I'll be putting on the stamp to Tardelli. I think we'd we'd have to hold off there. I, I know we forgive we've got to forgive horses. He was 12 months between runs, which is a long time. Um, but yeah, I, I think I just need to, to to hold off at the moment and probably see that final next week and just see what transpires. He could come out and and absolutely blow them away second up. But um, yeah, I, I think we need to to. Uh, not be too hasty on, on Tardelli in that occasion. I would have been quite happy to have already had the invite out to him. Um, you know, that being said, I, I would quite happily have seen him be invited after his trial and knowing he's back in Queensland. But uh, after that first up effort now, just I've just gone a little bit cold on him. Okay, there's three invites left for the, uh, the Rising Sun. So the invite that was issued to Merlin has been returned. So there's two three-year-old invites to go out and one more four-year-old. Surely we're going to see an invite or an announcement next week regarding the rising sun because time is ticking. We're a month away, just under a month away. Today's the 9th and this feature takes place on the 8th. Surely there's got to be an announcement next week. Tab have got the market up and it's been up for some time. Leap to Fame 250, the Lost Storm 450, can't find a better man, $11. And then we're going out to uh, longer odds. So... Are you expecting an announcement next week? Yeah, I think there will be an announcement next week. I think we're, we're too close now. We need to get some names locked away, uh, especially as those that don't secure that invite uh, need to really plot a course towards that towards that feature to really get the, the right races under their belt to put their, uh, their names in the frame. But, yeah, I think there'll be... An, a, an announcement next week and probably I think you could look at it from the timing perspective there was there was some quite uh, quite a bit of electrical activity in the atmosphere down in Victoria over the past few days okay well we'll wait and see there so uh, that's going to be all important just going back to Albion Park tomorrow night uh, what is your best bet tomorrow night on that 10 race card uh, yeah well well, I'm, I'm quite keen, but like I mentioned, I think um, just waiting to see what sort of price she'll open up, but I think it's hard to look past Racy Roxy in race seven. Uh, a couple of runs back from a spell now. Um, she's had three runs back. She was runner-up first time first time back. That was behind the, the top mare, Cat King Cole, um, who, interestingly, we haven't seen Cat King Cole since she finished down the line at her next start, and she's potentially heading towards the Hayden, so that's a, another talking point in itself. But, yeah, Racy Roxy, she she was runner-up first up, then placed again second up, just not suited last time out, gate seven, back to gate one this time, and uh, not as strong a mare's qualifier as we've seen the past few weeks, so I think she gets every opportunity, just worried about how short she might be. So, um, yeah, might... Um, don't like tipping odds on favourites too often, but uh, I think she gets every opportunity there. Okay, that's race seven, number one. What about the trot race tomorrow night? Uh, it's the last race, but it's a high-quality race again. Um, uh, Adele's the, the horse to beat, no question. She's fit, she's in form, but she's got to overcome gate seven. You've got Majestic Harry, reigning Queensland trotter of the year, gate two. He's fresh up. Phoebe Onyx last start winner. Sugar and Spice in super form. CK Spurs, a feature race winner. Freshened. Escape the paces here for the great square. And then you've got horses like Red Castleton, who's more than capable. Funny Face was 
you know, strongly tipped last week, but made the break back behind the mobile tomorrow night. This is a good trot race tomorrow night. Yeah, it, it's a cracking trot race again, like they have been. Um, probably just gets changed up a little bit. Funny face is a scratching, Chris, so it does sort of change perhaps the the setup a little bit. That gives Majestic Harry. Um, he doesn't have to get across now. He'll be on the fence straight up, and I expect Sugar and Spice to lead. She's she's a really quick gate speed uh, trotter, and she can get across and probably look to lead throughout, as she has done and not been far away her past few starts in super form. Um, so that it's Majestic Harry probably in behind the speed and, and awaiting the passing lane or, or a gap to present. That'll be good for Red Castleton as well. He loves a, a soft trip on the fence and can really motor home. So that probably brings him right into the equation as well. Small field suits him as well. I expect Escape the Pace to be a much different horse this week. Struck trouble last week at his first Queensland appearance and back to mobile condition should suit. And Adele, absolute jet. She's flying this mare and she's the one to beat. I've got her on top. I think she can overcome gate seven again. Um... I'm still amazed. I think I've watched the replay of where she got beat there a few starts back and made that error. I think I've watched that replay about 10 times now. I'm just still amazed at how close she got to them on that occasion. Um, and it has backed it up since with the win, so it hasn't knocked her around at all. So that's a great trot race. And mm. you talk about other races late in the card, the, even the, the handicap, the standing start race at race nine, that's a that's a bottler as well. Expensive Vigo, Tim's a trooper and... LL Cool J looking to bounce back. Well, I was going to get to that, Rays, because I'm keen to, to get your thoughts here. If Tim's a trooper steps, and judging by the way he performed last week against Leap to Fame, over the short course, does, does he put them away? I think he does. If he steps, he's quite, quite possibly, um, you know, there's only two horses off the front line. He's in front. My concern just is if he's just half a step slower away that the Hummer gets in front of him first and potentially just pockets him. Um, that said, if he steps to the front, he is the one to beat. The one that I thought will be much better suited this week's Northview Hustler off 10 metres um, at the 2100. He's a good stepping horse. If he steps away and can sort of really ping forward from that 10 metre tape, he was probably... a, a a hard luck story in the flashing red last week. He was in a perfect position, but then when the runs come, he just had nowhere to go and, and went to the line pretty well untested. Uh, expensive ego. Uh, he's the one that I actually do have on top, and purely off a case, it's his first standing start appearance as well. So off 20 metres, um, I think you only need to look at the class differential. If he steps, and if he steps, steps with them, doesn't give away any advantage... I think he just wins the race. We're talking about a horse here that was um, only beaten ahead last time out behind Alda Orlando. A couple of runs, three runs back. Um, he's run in a, in a miracle mile. I know it's only 2,100 here, but he's got a super record at Albion Park. He's a five-time winner at the track. Um, yeah, I, I think he just needs to step, step enough with them, not give away too much, and he wins the race. Okay, well, that's race nine tomorrow night at 9.27. But all in all, it's a really strong card tomorrow night, kicking off at 5.07. Your dashboard with the RQ website, is that available? Yeah, that's that's up and running as we speak. Um, got a bit of a, a few words there on Muscle Bart, which we've mentioned. The other one, 
Um, good hearing Ryan give it a push to Mo Sislak. I think he finds the ideal race there. Should be tucked right in behind the speed and and uh, he looks looks like he's got a good change up speed when saved up. So we got that. Um, the early quaddies, quaddie numbers, best exotic. I think we've got a few first four jackpots again, possibly tomorrow night. So yep. we've got a first first four um, up there on on Alta Reverie Muscle Bart's race. So I, I think we can strike that race and driver to follow. Well, you can take your pick at the moment. There's so many drivers getting uh, good opportunities with lots of numbers and good horses. Uh, this week we've gone with Grant Dixon. I think. Um, just gets a, a couple of good ones there. Racy Roxy, Tim's a trooper, and better than Pops, he's going pretty well as well, finds the right type of race. So he might be the able to come out on top there tomorrow night, but uh, we'll see how we go there in what's shaping to be. Um, some really hot racing is just getting better and better. Yeah, no doubt. Right up until July 22, the, uh, the racing action will be uh, very, very good. And I'm glad you pointed that out because uh, I did have a note there to pass that on. First four jackpots of $2,500 on all 10 races tomorrow night. So when you're doing the form, just uh, fact that in as well. It happened last week and it's on again tomorrow night. So first four jackpots of $2,500 on each of the 10 races tomorrow night. Hey, Darren, really appreciate the time this morning. Uh, looking forward to the chat again next week, but we'll see you trackside across the weekend. Yeah, it should be good. And, and hopefully we're off to, to a winning night tonight.